Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hutsmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hutsmo Black. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. Hey, you got me, Hushville, driving this train this evening. It's July 13th, you know. Oh, it's something about the 13th. I, is anybody superstitious out there? I, who, me? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I don't discount anything, you know. But anyway, it's July 13th, 2016. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. We uh, got a great, great show for you this evening. You know, our model out here on the Hushville Black Forum is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. We're going to, we, we, we want you to get into this. We, this is not a music stop, y'all, but we got a cut here that uh, we want you to hear. You might want to, you might want to uh, even record it. It's uh, a great, great uh, cut. Uh, I, I just bumped into it the other day here, but it's been around for some year, 30 years or more. 72, since 72, I guess that's over 40 years. But anyway, one of the great, great trumpeters, trumpeteers, uh, this guy was pushing Miles Davis uh, uh, before he died. Uh, actually, he was killed back in uh, 1972. Uh, Lee Morgan. This cut <clears throat> this album, by the way, is the last album that he performed on, Lee Morgan, a great trumpeter. And uh, I want you all to listen to this because it truly, truly is a uh, collector's item. Uh, title of the cut is uh, uh, Happy Cause I'm Going Home. It's on an album by uh, Charles Early. Listen to it and uh, record it if you can. Facebook friends, uh, record this. Get your record out because this is truly a classic. Because uh, I'm going home on Charles Erling uh, uh, album, uh, Intensity. Uh, some of the players on that thing was uh, Charles Erling on the on the uh, organ, uh, Hubert Law, Hubert Laws on the uh, flute, and Lee Morgan on the on the trumpet, uh, along with Billy Cobham on the drums, y'all. Y'all check this out and let me know what you think about it here. It's just going to blow your mind. Thank you. 
Hey, uh, it it may be uh, it may be quite some time before you run into a set uh, that features a uh, flute and a uh, trumpet uh, that uh, that uh, that is powerful as uh, uh, this that particular tune there. Uh, Happy because I'm going home. Charles Erling, featuring the late great Lee Morgan uh, with uh, Hubert Laws on the flute, uh, Billy Cobham on the drums. Uh, That piece was cut in 1972. A strange thing after that, about two months after that that, uh, particular album dropped, uh, Lee Morgan was... uh, shot to death apparently by his uh, girlfriend. Just a tragic story. He was only 33 years old then. And uh, at that time, he was pushing uh, Miles Davis uh, uh, for all he was worth as the uh, most innovative uh, trumpet uh, blower out there. Lee, uh, Lee Morgan, you know, a great, great talent uh, that uh, we lost far too soon. Uh Happy because I'm going home was the name of that cut. And like I said, I, I just ran into it again the other day and uh, just had to uh, share it with you all. Uh, you can find it. Uh, you can go out there and find it for yourself, though. It's on the, the album uh, Infinity by uh, Mr. Charles Erling. Uh, hey, uh, welcome to the Hushmore Black Forum. We're going to get on to uh, what we normally do out here. We talk... Uh, we talk everything, politics, uh, social uh, events, and commentary, uh, just about anything that affects uh, our community. Uh, we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent, not because we don't love everybody we do. Uh, just by extension, we happen to uh, come down on uh, that side of uh, the issues and uh, advocacy. Uh and Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get in our community. The politics is crazy, y'all. This political presidential race is crazy, y'all. Uh, got a free call in one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four to the Ashmore Black Forum. Uh, give us a call if you got something to say. We don't take many calls, but we will take a call from time to time if you got something on your mind that you have to get off and need the Ashmore to uh, dissect it for you. Or at uh, at uh, some perspective, one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. That's free call into the Hushmo Black Forum. Uh, once again, welcome uh, to the Hushmo Black Forum. I am the Hushmo. We drive this train uh, every Saturday from seven to nine. Coming to you live and in living color from the ATL over uh, Blog Talk Radio, yeah. We uh, the Olympics is going on, y'all. Second week of the Olympics getting ready to kick off here this week. Track and field is getting ready to kick off. I'm so proud of uh, the Americans, uh, my black sisters and brothers, particularly who's. Uh, uh, really uh, counting themselves well uh, there in the Olympics. We got a 
young American of African descent who won, of all things, uh, uh, a swimming gold medal in uh, a freestyle. A, a sister, yo. Now, track and field, we always get outrun everybody, but now we got a sister swimming who picked up a gold. A sister swimming who picked up a gold in the Olympics, set an Olympic record in the 100-meter uh, freestyle, yo. That That is really uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, achievement. We want to congratulate her, uh, and un- undoubtedly she's going to inspire. She's going to inspire millions of young uh, Americans of African descent uh, to uh, get into swimming now, which is an awfully positive thing. So we're just so proud of our Olympic Olympians, uh, all of them. Uh, wow. Of course, uh, Michael Phelps, he doesn't pick up four or five medals already, three gold and the silver. Now, that guy got about 30-something. I don't know how many medals he got. He got 22 gold. <laughs> this, guy been, uh, uh, this guy been going to the Olympics, y'all, for the last 20 years. Well, the last four Olympics, I think he participated in. A great swimmer, y'all. Great, great swimmer. Uh, yeah. Y'all check the Olympics out. Track and field jump off tonight. The U.S. basketball team ran into some trouble last night with, uh, who was that, Argentina? Argentina? Who, who they gave them fits? Somebody gave them fits. I think it was Argentine. 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 Uh, 94-91. We only won that game by three points. That's unusual. For that team with the firepower they got, they could really light it up on you. So of course, we know who the best in the basketball world is, and that's the good old U.S. of A. We had, <laughs> we ain't even got King James or Steph Curry playing. They back home somewhere. Those two guys were playing. It wouldn't even be a contest. Yeah, we uh, the NFL jumped off this weekend. I, I like to, well, you know, I'm a homer. I, I root for the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, that's what I do, y'all. I'm a homer. And, <laughs> hey, it is what it is, but uh, I, I, I didn't check out what the uh, – I never did check out what the Browns did last night because, you know, the Browns are my second team. When I was growing up, I was a big Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, I wanted to see what RG3, how he was going to throw down last night. But uh, somehow, well, let's see if we can pick it up here. We might be able to pick up something on that game. I don't know what the Browns did, but truth be told, uh, the Browns haven't had a – uh, too good of a record as, in terms of dealing with quarterbacks. In terms of dealing with quarterbacks for the last uh, 
what, uh, 30 years or so. Cleveland and I ran through more quarterbacks in the last 30 years, y'all, than all the other NFL teams put together almost. Now, so, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, y'all, I, I'm, a, I'm still a Browns fan, but RG3, he better watch his back up in that place. That place seemed like it's the place where quarterbacks go to die. And Cleveland, I, they had Johnny Manziel. They thought Manziel was going to be the next coming. Johnny Manziel, Manziel didn't last two good years in Cleveland, y'all. He didn't last two good years in Cleveland. And I thought he was going to be a pretty good quarterback coming out of Texas A&M. Is that where he come from? But he, he didn't last two. He didn't, Johnny Manziel didn't last two. He didn't last two good years up there in Cleveland. Cleveland got a bad habit here lately of killing quarterbacks. I don't know what it is. Hey, you don't ask me. Don't. I, uh-uh. I don't know what it is. They just got a bad habit of killing quarterbacks. Major disaster in flooded areas of Louisiana. What's going on with the floods in Louisiana? Katrina come through there and wipe them out, and now they got this this terrible flood going on down there now. Thousand people. I messed up. I don't know. Well, you know, Louisiana sits so low in terms of uh, uh, respect to sea level. Now, I I don't know. I do know that uh, NFL. I do know uh, that New Orleans sit actually below sea level. And, you know, if you're sitting below sea level and you're on the sea, on the ocean there, mm, that's always a bad uh, recipe, y'all. Terrell Pryor. Hmm. Terrell Pryor is playing wide receiver for Cleveland? Wow, you know, he's a quarterback that uh, came out of Ohio State. Hmm. He had one good 49-yard play to Terrell Pryor. He's going to make a difference at, uh, he's going to make a difference, I believe. We just got to see how that thing's going to work. Terrell Pryor. Wow. I am surprised that he is 6'4", 223, Cleveland Brown. 
fourth season from Ohio State. Mm. Are we going to be champions? He fought for his family. I don't want to be hungry anymore. He fought for his nation. He has the spirit of Panama in his heart. Discover the untold true story. Hands of Stone, rated R. Hands of Stone. What is that about? I don't know. I um, I'm flabbergasted that Terrell Pryor has made that team, and what it looks like he's gonna. From what it looks like he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna be around there for a while. That guy's six four, y'all, and can run like a deer. Quarterback. Never did make it in the league as a quarterback, but that guy's just too good for an athlete not to uh, be able to play somewhere. Looks like Cleveland has turned him into uh, is going to be a productive uh, receiver up there for the Browns. It's interesting. Ooh. That's, that's interesting. Terrell Pryor, wide receiver. I got to talk to my brother-in-law about that. He's an old Browns fan, a big Browns fan. Mm. Wow. Donald Trump, y'all. He, uh, <clears throat> every day he come up with something new and crazy, but uh, he uh, came out this week and claimed that the president created ISIS. Barack Obama created ISIS. And Hillary Clinton was the co-creator uh, 
think he later went on and said that he was being sarcastic. But then uh, in the same sentence he said, but really not so sarcastic. (laughs) One thing uh, that really scared me is that uh, Donald Trump is only a heartbeat or a corn flip away from the presidency, y'all. He's only a heartbeat from the presidency of the most powerful military <laughs> as commander-in-chief of the most powerful military the world has ever seen, y'all. With enough, with, with enough stuff to destroy the world, the entire world, about 10 or 12 times over. Or more, with enough, with enough stuff to destroy the entire world, uh, tens of times over. It's what uh, Donald Trump is real close to uh, becoming the commander of. That that thought that that's just that one thought should be enough to should be enough to steer. Uh, uh, scare you into getting to the polls, y'all. That one thought should be enough to scare you into getting to the polls uh, come November 8th. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hillary Clinton released her tax return. Earned bill paid something over thirty four percent of the income taxes paid out some three three point six million. So they made pretty good money last year, yeah. Over ten million dollars. That ain't some change. Most of speaking, but I mean ex presidents gonna make money. Uh, ex president of this country's gonna make money. Most people's in demand, y'all. You figure there's only been 44 of them in the whole 200-something year history of the country. There's only been 44 presidents. That's a unique position. Right now, it's the most powerful position in the world. So, yeah, we... uh, And they own Bill about... Uh, making all these enormous money uh, through speaking engagements, but that's the nature of the beast. You make money uh, uh, when you're the ex-president of the United States. You're going to make money. That's just a given. I don't begrudge anyone. Uh, First of all, that job aids you about... uh, (laughs) <laughs> that job puts a maze on you, stressful. You got to have a sound mind to uh, deal with it, which is one of the things that I'm afraid uh, Mr. Trump uh, don't have. You got to have a strong, strong mind to put up with that job. You got a lot of things. The world's a dangerous, dangerous place, y'all. Sure. The world's a dangerous place, and you have to know uh, 
how to uh, react to those dangers in a rational, in a sane and rational way. You cannot You cannot uh you could not uh <clears throat> have a person uh, with that much power uh not be a sound man. Uh you just can't do it. I mean it uh endangers not only this country but the world. It literally put the world's safety uh, in jeopardy. That's no joke, yeah. I, you know, I'm not biased when it comes to uh, uh, looking at the president of the United States. That's one job that I do not uh, – that's one job that I don't uh, 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 vote on. Uh, because of a, a political affiliation, I vote for the most, uh, in my mind, in my opinion, the most qualified person, be he Republican, uh, Democrat, Independent, or whatever. Uh, I vote for what I believe is uh, the most qualified person. the most qualified person. Uh, In this case, it's not even, uh, it's not even close. It's not even close, yeah. It's just not even close here. Uh, you got. First of all, I I really think that uh, when Donald Trump first got into this race, I don't think he had any idea that he would get this far, and I don't think he uh, had a desire to get this far. Uh, he certainly wasn't prepared uh, to get this far. He was not prepared uh, to become president, but I think he started this thing started out as a big old. Uh, fun and games things for Donald. And next thing you know, Donald and, uh, got a bunch of ditto heads uh, uh, behind him. And uh, the next thing you know, he's got the Republican uh, nomination. He's got the Republican nomination, yeah. And it's just scary. It's just scary uh, that uh, uh, <laughs> that Anyone would consider uh, a vote for Donald for president. He's probably a pretty good, uh, pretty nice person. I don't know. He certainly have a lot of shady things in his uh, past, uh, including the four casino bankruptcies there in Atlantic City that put thousands of people out of work. But you know, it's all business. That's what he says. It's part of business. I don't begrudge him for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully. <laughs> He won't get the chance to uh, bankrupt the country because some of his ideas and uh, well, first of all, he ain't got no ideas. They all old uh, trickle down stuff. 
is all old trickle down, uh, whatever you call it, uh, trickle down economics. That for some reason don't ever trickle down. They trickle, but not. <laughs> they don't. They don't ever seem to trickle down. They do trickle, but always it seems like to me uh, it's always trickling up to the the top uh, the top percent of the top one percent is where all the the money uh, trickle up to. all that stuff that uh, the Republicans have been pushing for years that has never worked. If they were so great, uh, we wouldn't be in the seat we are in. If that trickle-down economics junk that Reagan put in place, had any of that junk worked, we wouldn't be here today, young. We'd be, some, we'd be in a different place. We'd be in a different phase of any of that stuff that actually worked. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's all that stuff's crazy. All that stuff is crazy. We're going to try to see where. Uh, well, I can't do it there, can I? Uh, how can I do it? Well, we can go here. Gymnastics that I haven't had a chance to look at the track and field. Step all the other way. Mm. So, uh, we don't know. 
But whoever it is, whoever that, that's running that hundred, they're going to have their hands full with the same boat. That guy's one of these athletes that's only come along once in a lifetime. I got 6'5", I believe in. I never seen anybody get out the block. Well, you know, I've seen somebody who get out the block faster than him before. A big guy's six five. It's amazing how quick he get out the block. Why is this again? It's amazing how quick he get out the uh, out the block. I don't know how I don't know how he do it. It's amazing how quick that dad get out of of the gate. To be six five. Now, truth be told, he you know it, mostly. He's catching up down down uh, down the road. Uh, by the time you get to fifty yards, I mean he's stretching out. Once once he gets stretched out, you know, the guy's so tall, you know, he got he's gobbling up yards like he's gobbling up yards like crazy, yeah. By the time you get to uh the fifty yard line, the fifty meter mark. He doesn't call he doesn't gobble up everybody. I saw Michael uh Michael Johnson running two hundred meters in nineteen three to nineteen uh ninety six Olympics here in Atlanta. I thought it'd be I I didn't think I'd ever see anybody uh ever. I'll break that record. I didn't think I would ever see anybody come close to breaking that that nineteen three and the two hundred meters. But uh, Usain Bolt, he uh, he broke it. He lowered that mark. I think it was the nineteen one or something. Then. I don't know. I, it's just amazing that, that how. Steroids? Oh, hey, I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> peanut gallery says it may have something to do with steroids. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think the man's ever been accused of. Who was that guy that uh, he was? Uh, he was from Jamaica. What was his name? Uh, they got that guy. He was. He used to shoot out the gate like a bat out of hell. They had to. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, hmm. What was that guy's name? Uh, his name slipped me. I believe from Jamaica. I was really young when they first started using steroids, or at least first started detecting them. You know, Russia this year got half their team uh, banned for some kind of 
performance-enhancing drugs. They got half their team banned from the Olympics. Yeah. And the Russian and the East Germans, as they used to be called, they've been playing around with stuff like that for, for years. I forget who who it was that uh, what was that guy's name? Thomas was it Gene Thomas or some kind of Frank Thomas? Well, Frank Thomas, but what was his name? The name is uh, uh, really eludes uh, uh, me right now. But he was racing against Carl uh, Carl Lewis. One of the greatest sprinters, one of the greatest athletes ever to come down the pike. And he uh, messed around and outran Carl Lewis in that 100-meter dash. And somebody, everybody knew right right away something was wrong. (laughs) He shot up out the gate like a bat out of hell, y'all. And uh, I think it was supposed to be in Korea, somewhere over in the Olympics. Uh, But he shot shot up out the block like a bat out of hell. And... uh, Oh, they had a PM the job. They knew something was wrong. Ain't no one in the world. He's supposed to be coming up out of that uh, Gene Thomas, I think it was, whatever his name was. He got busted. They took the gold away from him. But that shed a lot of uh, a light on uh, what brought steroids and all that performance-enhancing drugs to the forefront uh, in the Olympic sports there, and they They've been dealing with it ever since. They're trying to clean it up, trying to get it out. But, uh, yeah, every time uh, they think they got it under control, somebody come up with something new that you can't detect. And uh, Usain Bolt, I don't know, they've been looking at him cross that for a while, but they have yet to be able to pin anything on him. So as far as I know, he's clean. As far as I know, he's clean. I, I don't know everything, but I'm just saying, as far as I know, he's clean. As far as I know, he's clean, yeah. I don't know. Um, I 
I don't know what this thing's trying to do, y'all. Sam is trying to connect some kind of way. Two, one. I can try to do that. I got a new toy, y'all. I got a new tour. Oh, my new tour? It's a it's one of these darn smart watches. I guess it's something from Samsung. I don't know. I was updating my phone there and they was giving away they say give. Ain't nothing they don't ever give you. Ain't nothing free, y'all. Let's get that uh, uh, straight. Ain't nothing free in this life. They told me up uh up and down that this watch was going to be free. Next thing you know, I, I, I got to pay $10 a month to uh, to keep it. Now, if I got to pay $10 a month, how in the world is that free? How can it be free if I got to pay $10 a month for it? I, ain't nothing free, y'all. Somebody just hit a solo home run. And he's doing all right. Hmm. Somebody just hit a home run, you know. Seem like it, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. That's a neat little gadget, though. It's a Gear, a, a Samsung product, a Gear S2. What I like about it, it's got this wireless charge mechanism. You can charge the thing by uh, without any cords or anything. You just kind of stick it on this little station that's got that it has, and uh, you know you ain't got to worry about. Wires and all that craziness. Kind of interesting. I uh, I ordered me one of these 
I said I was upgrading my uh, smartphone. I was going to upgrade it from a Note 4 to a Note 7. And uh, one of the the come-ons or uh, the the uh, misleading misleading uh, come on was that you you could get some free stuff if you ordered this uh, new Note Seven Samsung. Great, great, great device. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Samsung's got a great. First of all, Samsung's got a great, great smartphone, y'all. And I, I always use the Note rather than just a phone. I get the little Note. It's pretty close to a, a miniature uh, laptop. And uh, I always get those things. I upgrade them every couple of years. So right now, I've had a Note 4 for about the last two years or whatever. And uh, they're coming out with a Note 7. I guess I'll start shipping here next week sometime. So. I said, well, I might as well try the Note 7. Now, this is, I'm see how that thing works. And uh, I, I love uh, Samsung's uh, smartphone. And uh, but they uh, like everybody else. They, they're misleading in some of the uh, advertisement when they start talking about they're giving you something free. You know right away, no, nothing is free. And sure enough, I get uh, this uh, this uh, S two the watch, and uh, it's not free. You got to pay ten dollars a month for the data service. All that stuff. So, but I'm I'm happy. I, I'm a geek when it comes to See what's the tracking number on this thing yeah UPS, this United Postal Service, uh is it three down oh nine oh six, is that it? No, that's a different thing there. That's a different animal. Oh, that's that DHL stuff. I told y'all, I, I did I tell y'all, I, I passed my biology course. I passed my biology course, y'all. Yeah. I've never been so happy with a D in all my life, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ain't no, ain't no shame in my game. I've never been so happy with a D in all my life. Now, I don't get many Ds. I'm an A and B student for the most part. But that biology, for some reason, I... I I don't test well on it. 
don't test real. I, I mean, I know the stuff and like it, but uh, for the life of me, whew, yeah, it's all behind me now, yeah. It's all behind me now, moving on. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. It's a little after 8. We're going to shot through a couple of breaks, but we're going to get one in now. And uh, we'll catch you on the back side. You got me hushed for hanging there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Wow, here's an article I was just talking about. It is the United States of America is represented by able athletes drawn from different walks of life as usual. Many black athletes will be representing the U.S. However, this year's Olympics epitomizes the inspirational hashtag um, Black Girl Magic. Although the black women are. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can hear everything from weightlifting to swimming now. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, how long does this last? I want to get more free. Mm, she's starting at 
tunnels and stain labs to do the same. I don't know, it's not safe. Uh, what are we doing here, y'all? What's going on? Oh, stop screwing around, son, before you mess up, before you screw something up here. Get off of this, because you about to mess up. The Hushville, they got carried away here, y'all. Hey, we got a free call into the Hushville platform, 1-888-588-3814. <clears throat> Braves are really looking good, y'all. Oh, they're 25 games out of first place, but they're looking good here. That's yeah, one of these cases where <clears throat> might be too little too late, but uh, they're still looking good. What happened? What happened? Come on, boy, get that ball off your shoulder. How more you get hit by a ball and still fall it off? I don't know. That's got to be... A rarity. He has to foul that ball off, but he got hit. I don't know how that happened. I gotta go see. I gotta go take a piece outside and see if what's going on outside here. Uh-uh. Way too late. <clears throat> Way too late, y'all. That guy jumped off the bed. That guy jumped off the base, y'all. That guy's foot was out on that bag. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Right now in baseball, you if your foot is not on that bag, you know when they used to turn a double play at second base, the old second baseman kind of just lay it, uh, lay a. Uh, uh, coming across that bag, he never did have to touch that bag. He could just slide across it. But now you got to have contact with that second base of the, uh, uh That is not an out. They've been enforcing that rule. It's always, always has been, you know, uh, the rule. But 
they had gotten away from enforcing it. The second baseman just coming in with near second base, turning the double play there, and the guy at second was out. But now, you got to be on that bag. You got to be on that bag, yeah. You got to be on that bag, or you ain't gonna get no no alcohol. And a lot of times, you can nowadays you can uh, challenge. You can challenge that play, and yeah, go back and review it. You know, nowadays you got cameras everywhere, for better or for worse. For better or for worse. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> they got cameras everywhere now. You can't get away with nothing without being on camera. That's why all the police actions is being recorded. And they're uh, discovering how uh, Google, some of their uh, actions has been has been going on all the time. It's been going on all the time. Yeah, but now with the advent of uh, cameras on every phone and the likes, uh, a lot of stuff is coming to the light that uh, that uh, beforehand was not. Uh, so uh, apparent, and that's a good thing. Just been looking at uh, a great author that uh, one of our historians, uh, black historians, uh, Saint Clair Drake. Saint Clair Drake was one of our uh, a great, great uh, uh, African American uh, historian that uh, chronicles our uh, journey here. Uh, one of his pieces, one of his essays, Black Folks Here and There, uh, an essay in history and anthropology by St. Clair Drake. Uh, I just ordered it. I mean, it's a great way to read uh, the, just the uh, excerpt from it. Uh, 
This guy been around a long time. He authored uh, the Black Metropolis uh, back in the forties. A story of uh, uh, Chicago, how uh, blacks moved into Chicago and was kind of herded into uh, about a seven block area there on the south side, starting back in the twenties. And he chronicled that thing, uh, uh, and ooh, it's a powerful book. Black Metropolis, St. Clair Drake. Uh, if y'all want to check up on your history, it's uh, worth reading. But this particular essay that he wrote, uh, Black Folks Here and There, <coughs> is, I think it was done, it had to be uh, during the latter part of his, his uh, career. So that I began in 1977. Uh, he started writing this thing in 1977. And uh, I think he finished it, uh, I don't know when it was published, but uh, what does it say here? Uh, he was teaching at Stanford, Stanford uh, University at the time, uh, head of the uh, uh, Head of Black Studies Department out there at Stanford, I guess. Uh, uh, just uh, he was a giant by the end because he, you know, he came out of uh, uh, the University of Chicago, I guess. Souls of Black Folks: Essays and Sketches. Two decades and four books later, both terms appear in Dr. Du Bois. Yeah, but he relies a lot. It's just no way, no sociologist that uh, study the history of America's African descent uh, can begin writing about uh, that subject matter without uh, bumping smack dead into uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. That guy. That guy was just a giant. Uh, uh, in our community, huh? W.E.B. Du Bois, that guy was a giant uh, intellectually, and uh, uh, he, he uh, wow. They pretty much ran him out of the country. W.E.B. Du Bois, he died in Ghana. <clears throat> he died in Ghana, out of the country, y'all, in 1963. I'm 95 years old. He lived a long life, yeah. A long life. That guy was a prolific writer. He was a prolific writer. Most of his writings dealt with uh, uh, America's African descent. Most of his writings dealt with uh, America's African descent journey here in the uh, country. Uh, He did his uh, one of the first blacks to uh, get a doctor from Harvard. He did his thesis on uh, suppression of the West African slave trade. I believe it was like 1895, something like that. He got he did uh, pretty stuff. Did most of the studying on that uh, thesis, by the way, at the University of Berlin. Back then, it was crazy for a black guy to even be attending the University of Berlin. But he went there uh, on a uh, some kind of presidential scholarship from this country and uh, 
uh, dominated uh, academically at that university there. New York's Berlin was one of the heaviest uh, uh, supposedly think tanks in Europe at the time, bigger than uh, the, uh, 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 Cambridge University, where, you know, that's the Rhodes Scholar thing. University of Berlin is where Karl Marx uh, uh, came from. Karl Marx was a heavy dude, yeah. No matter the politics of him, but Karl Marx was a heavy dude, and he uh, he came up with all uh, the Marxist the isms from Marxism to Nazism to communism to, uh, and he did a lot of it by studying uh, racism, American racism. Believe it or not, that's a heavy story that uh, I'll share with you sometime. But yeah, he studied. Uh, Racism here in this country back in the 1830s, 1840s, and took that thing on to the University of Berlin and uh, uh, used it as uh, research material for his uh, ideology. Yeah, that's just a fact. Uh, well, we ain't going to get into too much of Karl Marx tonight, but yeah, just know that a lot of his stuff. Uh, research uh, that went into his uh, ideology came from uh, looking at uh, racism here in this country uh, pre-Civil War. Pre-Civil War. He, uh, he, uh, he got a lot of that information from uh, a fellow by the name of Tocqueville who uh, wrote uh, uh, democracy in America. Uh, Tocqueville was a Frenchman who, who had pioneered, who had traveled uh, to America back in the 1830s and and wrote on uh, uh, what uh, America was claiming to be a democracy, uh, the greatest democracy the world had ever known. But Tocqueville, uh, Alexis uh, Tocqueville. He discovered that uh, and wrote about that uh, when he toured the South in 1835, he uh, 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 concluded that uh, no way uh, this could be a, a democracy when uh, half the folks uh, was free and the other half were slaves. He quickly uh, debunked the notion that uh, this was some great democracy in 1835. Uh, while touring the South here in the United States. Uh, anyway, that information, his writings, in fact, they wouldn't allow him to uh, publish that book, Democracy in America, here in 1835. He had to go back to France to get it published. And uh, uh, some of that information got to Karl Marx, and uh, he looked at it and uh, concluded that, uh, well, used it as uh, part of his... his uh, thinking and uh, creating his uh, ideology about uh, Marxism and Nazism and communism and all that crazy stuff. Ah, we got such a history here, yeah. We got such a history here in this country, it's unbelievable. But uh, some of the things that came out of uh, our history, uh, Black history, 
here in uh, this country. I'm doing <clears throat> doing research on my third book now. Um, it's going to be on, uh, you know, I write about our history here in the country, America, the African descent, so that's my my main uh, subject matter that I uh, that I write about. My third book uh, is going to be. Uh, Dedicated to uh, uh, the land distribution here in this country after the Civil War, and uh, just that whole story about what happened to uh, uh, land that uh, was set aside uh, for the ex-slaves here in this uh, this country. I think you'll find it. It's going to be a fascinating read. And uh, the more I uh, the more I look at it, uh, uh, the more uh, the more uh, I can see uh, uh, how devastating uh, that thing was that uh, uh, the slaves were never allowed to acquire uh, land after the Civil War was over. They were not allowed to acquire uh, land that was set aside uh, uh, specifically for uh, those people after that civil war, and it uh, crippled uh, it hand. I'll, I'll say it handicapped. Crippled maybe it crippled us. No, it crippled uh, Americans African descent until today. We still suffer. We still suffer today economically uh, in every other kind of way you can think of uh, by uh, uh, those denials of uh, access to real estate. After the Civil War, we still suffer as a people today uh, uh, for, uh, 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 and it has a lot to do with uh, the Jim Crow laws that we talk about and read about and discuss and all that stuff. The separate equal laws has a lot to do with that. Uh, the denial of that land has a lot to do with the separate equal laws that uh, kind of uh, 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 kept us from acquiring of the land that was set aside uh, for the ex-slaves. And I were, I'll, I'll write about it. I, I'll. Uh, be sharing more with you as I go along and pro- progress through my research and uh, study there. And hopefully I'll, I'll have that book out, uh, I don't know, by the time next year. Is that, I've been looking at it. Yeah, because, you know, like, uh, by the time next year, hopefully I'll have it out. But, uh, yeah, that land was critical. And uh, the powers that be realized uh that uh, to deny the slaves access to land in the time to uh, and Saint Clair Drake he uh, he write about he write about the uh, uh, the denial of land for black folks after the Civil War too 
and that's, that's part of my research. I just uh, one of the reasons I was so interested in uh, this piece, uh, uh, Black Folks Here and There, he talks about uh, the denial of uh, land and how uh, how uh, they tied the ex-slaves to uh, uh, wage labor. He kind of just uh, shut them out of uh, 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 the economic growth. Uh, that they should experience had they uh, been allowed to uh, acquire uh, real estate. Uh, really devastated uh, uh, my family and my people here in the country. So I write about it, and uh, I think you're going to, uh, you know, be uh, further enlightened by uh, just how uh, devastating that denial was. And when we ask for reparation, it's not a hollow uh, demand. I mean, this is, uh, I'm trying to, I'll try to put it in such a way that uh, put it in such a way that Put it in such a way that uh, uh, the reader uh, will be able to uh, make a case for uh, an intelligent case for uh, reparations based on uh, the injuries we suffered because of uh, the denial of uh, a real estate. Yeah, the denial of real estate here in this country. Uh, absolute uh, the denial of real estate to what uh, uh, disastrous uh, effect that thing had on uh, the slaves being able to uh, assimilate uh, into uh, 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 American society uh, fully. I think it's powerful, y'all. I think it's powerful, uh, the effect that it had. <sighs> but that's my third book. I'll uh, be coming out, hopefully, by this time next year. We'll, we'll have it out. Hey, y'all, uh, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. You got me, Hushmo, just rambling on in this evening. We uh, got a free call in. One eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. All right, we don't take many calls out of from time to time we'll take one or two. If you got something you want the hush motor shed some light on. Yeah, what we do we we decipher uh things that just uh don't make sense. We try to make sense of things that just don't make no sense out here. That's what we do. Break it down for you. That's one of the things we do. We do a lot of things out here. But one of them is making sense of things that just don't make no sense. And right now, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that don't make no sense, including this presidential race where you got somebody as unqualified as Donald Trump, uh, so close to getting that office. That don't make no sense. <laughs> that don't make no sense. No kind of way, but yet here we are. Here we are, y'all. 
take another quick pause for the call. We're going to bring this thing back and close it out. Y'all hang in. You got me hush, boy. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Almost got around on that ball. Oh, ball almost got away from me. that catcher. If that ball got away from the catcher, it knocked that umpire out. It was ready to ump his. That umpire is a dangerous job, y'all. Major League umpire standing behind that plate—that's a dangerous job. You better be alert at all times. You better be prepared to defend yourself at all times. With that ball coming up there. They get uh, they get banged up all kinds of different ways. Foul tips off the darn uh, bat. Uh, uh, the catcher missing the ball. All kinds of stuff. That umpire can take a beating behind that plate. You, you wouldn't, you know, offhand. Uh, ooh, right off the top of the darn ankle. Hmm. Come on, let's get one out, boy. Ooh. All right. This game ain't over yet. Or it is a a three bagger. We'll be right back in there. We get a home run, we'll be right back in the thick of things, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Braves game. I told you I, I, I called games out here. That's one of the things the Hushmo do. We oh we do four or five different things now. I, we just we got five monitors going. We monitor trying to keep up with the news, let trying to keep my audience informed and up to date. Facebook friends, what's up? Wanna say happy belated anniversary to dear friends, cousins of mine. Celebrating 60th, 60 years of matrimony. The Vons, Mr. and Mrs. I want to say uh, happy anniversary to those two people. Oh, I remember when they got married, Joe. It's all seemed like it's been 60 years ago, but yeah, I remember when he got married. Now, don't don't try to date the Hushmo here. <laughs> don't, don't y'all try to date the Hushmo. But yeah, I do remember when he got married. Uh, 1956, I believe. Wow. 
What else going on, y'all? Anything? What's up, Facebook friend? You know, I haven't heard from uh, a good friend of the show, Mr. Bianchi. I haven't heard from him in a while. I hope he's all right. Check in with the Hushbo sometime, Mr. Bianchi. P-Yankee. Mr. P-Yankee. I don't know why. Ooh! Get out of there, Paul. Ooh, I thought he had got that one. Got that one. I thought he had got that one, y'all. That ball died. That ball died. Mm-hmm. That ball died. Come on, boy. Let's be a hero. My Falcons looked pretty good the other day, y'all. They, we played Thursday night. The Atlanta Falcons, we beat the Redskins 23-17. I really like uh, some of the rookies we got on the team. I think we got a chance to – I think seven rookies got a chance of making that team. That would be almost unbelievable. Yeah, seven rookies make the team. But I, I think I think uh, there's a possibility that up to – Seven rookies make that team. That would be. <laughs> that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, I believe that as many as seven rookies could make the Falcons lineup. Come on in day. That's just three seasons a long ways to go. I assure you it's a long ways to go. Wow, we had a great chance to own, but no out. We don't get the man to third base. We got to get the man to third base. We could have had a run on. Got one, two, three baseball. We got to play that game. And from station to station, we should have scored at least one run. You get two on and no out. You got to score at least one run just by moving the men along. We failed to do that. That might come back to hunt us, you know. That might come back to hunt us. Let's see what's going on with the Olympics, you I think we was looking at the final of some. Global title. So 
Big big just won a thing, yeah. www.blogtalkradio.com 